0: yo 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 welcome to starbucks i'm your host anthony dinardo with me as always our co-host jim rosati jim first off i'm gonna take the time to wish you a very very happy sitting your ass at home day pirates nation is very pleased to know that you're not at the milwaukee game
1: well i mean the curse is list- lifted right i mean we, we won yesterday so i mean is it as uh, you won one means... game it doesn't mean that 21 yeah. to nothing didn't happen. Oh, I think it means it didn't happen. It's it's done.
0: Uh, it was it was kind of crazy,
1: though. Like I'm I'm sitting there in that second inning yesterday oh, on Saturday when it got to, you know, four to nothing, five to nothing, six to nothing, nine to nothing. And uh, I'm like. Oh, no. <laughs> not not this again.
0: <laughs> yes, Jim. You, for everyone listening that doesn't know, you spurred the moment, decided to go to Chicago to watch the Pirates play the Cubs. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Let's start off with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was Friday, you know, kind of Friday afternoon. I was just like... Man, it's going to be pretty nice weather, especially Saturday. So Saturday was going to be nice. The weather looked okay for Sunday, too, but I was more concerned with Saturday. I was like, weather looks great. Um, I had a tea time Saturday with some buddies. And I was like, that's like my only plan for the entire weekend. Um, My wife was doing this cookie festival thing. And so, you know, she was going to be gone doing that all day Saturday. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Chicago. (laughs) And so just got in my car, hopped in and, and started driving up, um, Friday after, uh, after work. So, um, didn't really have any plans. I I booked a hotel downtown. Um, luckily was able to kind of meet up with some, some people while I was in Chicago. So, you know, I was able to, to kind of socialize and do some stuff, but, um, no, it was, it was great though. I mean, I, I hopped in the car and then literally I realized about an hour and a half into the drive, I started hitting the Indianapolis city limits. And I was like, Oh wait, I've got to drive through Indianapolis to get to Chicago. Um, and it was like seven fifteen at that point in time, the, uh, the Indianapolis Indians had just started a game and I was just like, Well, I mean, it's a four and a half hour drive. I could split it up. And so just spur of the moment, got off, went to the Indianapolis game for a few innings. So that was, that was a good time. Um, Got to see an O'Neill Cruz hit. So, you know, that was, that was big. Um, But uh, yeah, so that was fun. I was there for about three or four innings and then I, you know, hopped back on the road, but got into Chicago Friday night. Saturday, gorgeous day. Went down to the ballpark, met up with some 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 uh, with a buddy of mine and his friend uh before the game, had some beers, went to the game. Come the second inning, you know, it was just a disaster at that point. That's when disaster um, struck. That's when disaster struck. And uh I I text him, I'm just like, if you're still at that bar, I might I might be joining you here pretty soon. <laughs> And so, you know, second inning, third inning at they added on, um, fourth inning. Uh I, I watched the Pirates bat in the fourth. And once once they didn't do anything, I saw back double basically. Um, and then and then I left after that. So uh, yeah, three it, it was it was a four and a half hour drive to watch three and a half innings of baseball on Saturday. <laughs> so really, I was like, was I'm it, out. Wasn't yeah. getting your money's worth it. I'm out. The ticket was free, so that was good. You know, so shout As out. To, said, still uh, the, didn't get your the money there. Yeah, still didn't even get it. Yeah. Um, so went back to the bar. Basically, just drank outside Wrigley for the rest of the game. Um, then from there, went to another place. Met up with some some other people. Yeah. So it was it was a fun day, even though you know the baseball game was was bad. Uh, everybody saw me in my so keyboard. Bad. Everyone saw me, everyone saw me in my Cabrian Hayes jersey, and they were like, Oh, how about that game? And I was just like, Hey, it's history. It's like we witnessed history today. You know, you don't get to see that very often. These two it. Two-storied two franchises. They're both 130, 140 years old. And both of them did something that had never been done before. That was the the Cubs, most lobster. <laughs> <I've been
0: laughs> <ever. laughs>
1: is excitement everywhere yeah the the, the dogs are so excited for history um so yeah i mean it it was i guess you could say hey i was i was there for that i don't know if that's much of an accomplishment um but uh so yeah and then and then sunday weather wasn't as good it started it was boring pouring for a little bit of time delayed but what a game yesterday that game was great um i was kind of on i was debating on like do i just go home and get home kind of at a good hour or do i go leave early do i and then once i was once i was there i was like i'm i'm just gonna stay so stayed the whole game got in about last last night around 12 30 at night and uh here we are like six five and a half hours later
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs) very nice and it was funny because obviously you know you were gracious enough to ask anyone if they wanted to join you. And I was like, you know, I have a wedding Friday night that I was at. (laughs) Outside of that, I didn't like really truly have anything planned. Not that my wife probably would have been too happy if I said, hey, I'm going to Chicago. But I could probably maybe swindle some things. Uh, But no, I I looked and tickets were $600 to even get there. So, Jim, I'm out. It's not worth $600 for me to go witness this history. Uh, so I did not partake in the festivities, but I'm glad you did go. I mean, it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, I love spending on trips. Why not go see Chicago? But yeah, it wasn't that pleasing of an event. I'm sure as far as baseball goes now, you know, the other stuff seemed like it was probably pretty fun, but I don't know. I guess maybe we should get into the games a little bit here. Do we even want to, I guess maybe let's back up to Friday. Yeah, we'll kind of bypass Saturday a little bit. We'll you know kind of forget about it, but we'll bring up. Yeah, we don't
1: need to. We don't need to talk too much about it. Yeah,
0: sure. But I mean, regardless, the the Pirates though they do take the series in Chicago. You wouldn't believe it, but they did three out of four. They won. As I sent to Curtis, our Bucks. I'm sorry, our Cubs friend. Hate to be a Chicago fan right now. (laughs) Lost one out of four to the Bucks and the Bucks. So. The Pirates win Friday 4-2. to Quintana takes the mound. His uh, his revenge game again. It was a mediocre... Hey, I'll put it this way. Quintana mm-hmm. is our best starter. Like, hands down, it seems. Which isn't great. But he goes 4.2. Two earned runs. Um, the team gets the win. It's like everything we've we've mentioned about this team and its MO and what they did. I mean, it's exactly mm-hmm. how they secured the win. They were down. Actually, were they down?
1: Uh, Friday was, I think, the first game of the entire year where they actually had a lead. <clears throat> I think you're right. Like, first. I think they, they scored first. So, yeah, it was 2-0 in the second. Um, Roberto Perez had a big single uh, with with a few runners on, scored Kevin Newman and Josh Van Meter. So, a very... You know, our th- three very productive hitters there: Perez, Newman, and Van Meter uh, got the <laughs> offense going uh, in the second inning. As so that that gave expected. him the lead. Yeah, that gave him the lead. Um, and then you know the Cubs tied it back up in the second, but then Quintana came out shut the door for mm-hmm. for a couple more innings. He went four and two thirds. He couldn't quite finish the fifth. Uh, Hembry came on. I believe, in the fifth to finish it out. Um, and then from there, uh, bullpen shut him down. Chase DeYoung came on, pitched two scoreless innings in his debut for the season. Uh, and then they they did, they did the Bednar-Stratton thing, where Bednar, I think, came on to kind of face like three, four, five in the eighth, and then Stratton shut the door in the ninth. They got a little dicey in the ninth, but got it done, and... Yeah, nice nice win Friday night. I didn't get to watch this game because, again, I was driving. Right. I was listening to it. Um, but, yeah, Chavis with another homer. Roberto Perez, homer. So, a big game for Roberto Perez. He went two for three with a homer and three runs batted in. So, he was responsible for three of those four runs. And then uh, and then Chavis with the, the other homer.
0: Yeah. No, and obviously, this is a game I couldn't watch either being at that wedding – but I guess all in all, I mean, pretty good. They got to Smiley, which, you know, we talked about mentioning him on the spaces heading into this game, although short season, right? No earned runs against him. They uh, they put four on him. They win four to two. The offense wasn't, it wasn't like an outburst, right? Like you said, Perez is pretty much it. Uh, he went two for three with uh, three RBIs. And then Chavis had another home run. So, you know, it's like, you know, last last week's theme was basically like the surprises, the early season surprises, right? Chavis was one of them. He was batting five hundred. You know, up to this point, you know, now he's batting four hundred with that home run. Um, it, it's still, you know, now that I've seen, right, what well, we saw the Statcast page, like we're kind of seeing what he's doing, and like you, this week we kind of look closer to it, and it's what he's doing. Like this guy is, it's not that he's just swinging at everything, right? But he's being ultra aggressive. Like basically, he sees a strike, he swings makes contact and then what happens with it happens with it. So uh, again, I don't know what much to make out of Chavis. I'm still going to give him plenty of playing time. Um, so far again, kind of, kind of clutch.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been good. He, he had a really rough day Sunday, um, but big, big Homer on Friday. And he has been Absolutely serviceable if not better uh in in almost all of his starts that's the way that's
0: a good way of putting it so again with uh i i just you know it is kind of is what it is but like tucker newman you know park now gone even like castillo's now like having a little bit of his struggles uh you know chavis is still he's still there he's still doing it so far um so, you know, again, I'm going to give him every opportunity to keep playing. Newman. Newman had, like... He had a, Newman good had a weird and series, awful week. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, game by game. Yeah. It was, like, decent. And then he had, like... I mean, Saturdays was just awful. He had, what, two errors? And I think, th- like, three... The third one... Yeah. No, two errors, but I believe also two it's, other bad plays and not actual errors just... There was like four misplays, I think he had on Saturday.
1: Well, I mean, he had the he 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 was the reason for the floodgates getting open. Like yes. it was him. Uh like that second inning. There were two there were two double play balls hit to him that he fields them and it's a double play. The innings are over. Like they're over. Um it's not nine and nothing after two. It's maybe I think it would have been four. It would have been four to nothing. I think, at, you know, if, if he had fielded those, but he botched both of them. Um, like he had a shot when it was four to nothing. And then he had a shot when it was six to nothing, and just both times um, it was it was bad. Um, so actually, yeah, I'm even looking at this this now. I think it was even even worse than that. I think he could have even, he could have stopped the bleeding at two to nothing now that I'm thinking about it. um, So yeah, I mean, he, he was responsible for that. Now at the same time, Zach Thompson just could not just get it. Like once, once those things happened, like it was just, it just spiraled out of control. Mm. Um, But Kevin Newman, it was his fault. <laughs> like Saturday was his fault. Uh, <laughs> like that. Would... Yeah, I mean, it was it was all him, and and he went 0 for three. But then Sunday he gets to start back, and he he made a really nice play Sunday, like deep in the hole at shortstop. Uh, and then he had a, he had a very good day offensively too. He had had a, you know, he I think he had a double at one point. I don't I don't think he, he drove a- any runs in, but he got on base a couple times. He did get an RBI. So yeah, he he had a very good game on Sunday. But Saturday was just awful.
0: <laughs> that it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just, you know, and the thing about Kevin Newman. So let's go back, you know, a few weeks on NS9 Live when I had to harp in and talk about how you know he's getting the ball in the air. Not so much anymore. That's kind of gone away. Uh, hitting the ball right into the ground. Not very hard. Grounding out. Um, until like the few times that he doesn't. But Kevin Newman, it was like the one thing that Kevin Newman had was the glove. You know that's what surprised us last year. The glove became elite, not even just passable, but the bat was just horrible. You know, so okay, he's coming into this year. He's got a really, really good glove. The bat can come around. Maybe we'll see what happens. And the bat isn't really coming around at all. It's pretty much exactly the same as it was last year. And and the thing is, the glove is 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 not looking good. And this isn't it's like it's not as if Kevin Newman had one bad game because he had one really really bad game. However, this isn't the first time he's made some blunders at shortstop. He actually hasn't been playing a good defensive shortstop. There's moments, but overall, his his defense is one of the worst. So with that being said, now granted, it's early into the season. Maybe he just, I don't know, maybe, maybe something's going on in his life. <laughs> I, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he's not giving you anything at this point in time, offensively or defensively. Is, is there nope. any type of leash with Kevin Newman?
1: I mean, apparently there is, or he'd be gone. <laughs> um, Where do we stand I mean, with if, Kevin Newman? And I get it. And that's what I'm asking I, you, because there's still Tucker. Yeah. There's
0: still this long list of players. But
1: if if I was running this team, Kevin Newman would not be on it. He wouldn't have been on it coming out of spring training. He he would not be on this team. Like you mentioned, there are too many other people that they're not even really all that interesting, but there's some people who I think you know you could give some playing time to to see what they have, right? And and finally make up your mind on some other people. My mind's made up on Kevin. Who are those people? I think everybody's mind is made up. Like Cole Tucker. Like Cole Tucker is a guy who, you know, if you're gonna have him on this team, like find out if he's if he's something. Um, I would, I would, I would rather see Cole Tucker, but I mean, the main person is O'Neill Cruz. That's who, that's the main person here. O'Neill Cruz should be on the pirates right now. I don't care if you tell me, Oh, but Jim, he's, he just hit his only home run of the year yesterday. He wasn't really hitting that well. I don't care. Like he is good. He should be, he should be on this team. Uh, he should have been on the team from, from the get go. Um, but I mean, you're thinking like that's like Kevin Newman is taking at bats from O'Neill Cruz right now. Um, and that shouldn't be happening. He's taking at bats from Diego Castillo. He's taking at bats from Cole Tucker. And again, I don't really want to see much more of Cole Tucker, but I'd rather see. I'd rather just make up your mind on Newman that he isn't it, which he's not. Obviously, we've known this for a while. That ties with Newman. Cole Tucker we'll give you like if we're if you're not going to give O'Neill cruz a shot give Cole tucker a shot like send them out there every day for two months if he can't do it boom he's done um but like you've got these people who you need to figure out if they're if there's something there and you can't figure out if there's something there if you're playing kevin newman every day
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep that, like that's just where I'm at with Kevin Newman. Like, you're in it, I understand it's early in the season. He's played thirteen games. Some of that was because, you know, he had a an injury in his groin, so he's out for a little bit here. But the bat th- there's no improvement. I was willing to say it, it, it was a it was a really, really bad year and a half for him, all right, because the shortened season wasn't a full season technically. So it was a really, really bad year and a half, which is a long time. But I'm willing to say i'll I'll put it behind us. There's not much, you know, excitement going on. O'Neill Cruz clearly isn't on the team, so let's see what Kevin Newman has. And at this point of time, it's a 222 batting average, which last year was 226. It's a 286 on base, which last year was 265. I mean, yes, it's a grant. It's an 87 Wade run created plus at this point of time, but he's simply he's striking out more. He's he's not getting it done. And we we talk about the defense. The defense hasn't been there. It's not elite. He is not an asset to this club. I mean, at this point in time, he has a zero war. It's, it's a zero war. Yes, it's 13 games he's played, but we're seeing much of the Kevin Newman. And like you said, what, what, what are you going to gain out of this? If you're seeing the same Kevin Newman, he's not tradable. So you're not playing him to try to gain value and, and flip him with the deadline. He's just not tradable. Nobody wants a Kevin Newman. And you're not, you're not playing around because... You know, he's going to be part of his team in his future. So, like you're saying, like instead of what sucks, and like I don't believe in Cole Tucker either. I haven't believed in Cole Tucker for a long, long time. Right. But I will at least give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll at least give him a situation where, you know what? I am anointing you now, the starting shortstop. All right. I'm going to give you every opportunity I gave Kevin Newman. You are the shortstop at this point in time go ahead and do it. Instead of dicking him around and playing him in right field, second base here. You know, all this stuff that he can't do. He, he he plays right field good enough to have a glove, but he shouldn't be like a right fielder. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. Okay. We've already seen just just like what the difference is between a competent right fielder and not. Just just looking at like
0: like how we've Marisny seen Cole Tucker out there that game, and
1: we've seen we've seen Marisnik out there. Like Marisnik last yesterday, literally the, the Pirates win because Jake Marisnik's in right field. If Cole Tucker's in right field, Pirates probably don't win that game. They probably lose.
0: Hundred percent agree, and that, and that just shows you how mm-hmm. valuable it is to have an actual outfielder on the club, which at this point they yeah. only have three again. But we'll get there. So I'm with you. It's like I would rather at this point in time just say, here, Cole Tucker, here, shortstop, get you in a comfortable place, and then see what you got. And when it's nothing again, then you move on from him as well. And O'Neill Cruz is in there playing shortstop. Hopefully sooner than later anyways. But like, I'm with you as well. Like The whole Kevin Newman thing, this is three seasons in a row, 224, 226, 222 batting averages, 281, 265, 286 batting averages. I'm sorry, on base percentages. <laughs> uh, and, and clearly the power's not there, right? So, like, this is, to me, like, this is Kevin Newman. I don't need to see anymore. We know what he is. <clears throat> so. He just doesn't hit the
1: ball hard. I mean, plain and simple. He is one of the softest-hitting players in Major League Baseball.
0: He, he's and, I mean, if you bad. look at his stack
1: hat, His stat cast page is just littered with blue. (laughs) Like when you're looking at exit, average exit velocity, 2019 blue, even when he had a good year, bottom 5% of the year of the league, he just had a ridiculous amount of infield singles that helped inflate that batting average. 2020 blue, 2021 blue, this year blue. It's all blue. Like his batted ball data is all blue and that's never that's not a good thing like you know you don't want to see all the blue on the stack page
0: yeah and that's the thing that's again like this isn't it's not as if we're like it is small sample for 2022 right but it's not as if like we're just using this small sample of 2022 for for what we're getting to like this is now into the third season since 2020 right that one good year like you mentioned and even that good year is much like this. Like, this is Kevin Newman. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't translate.
1: Yes, yeah, so, that's who anyways. he is. He's a guy with an average average exit velocity from 83 to 85, and he's one of the weakest hitting players in Major League Baseball, if not the weakest. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: Okay. So, off that, um, I, I did I'm glad you brought it up too. Like, we kind of maybe the transition, but seeing Shelton put Marisnik out there in the outfield, right? Yesterday, mm-hmm. we talked about Shelton's strategy, solid move, and it paid off. But also to get to the fact that, right, let's transition again a little bit that Anthony Alford got caught up, and you were so excited that you went to Chicago to see him, and then he was DFA'd. Anthony Alford provided finally a fourth. Now, granted, none of us, right, you nor I, are the biggest Anthony Alford fans. Probably shouldn't have been on the 40-man to begin with. However, when you look at this team, this team lacks all kinds of depth everywhere, right, as far as outfield goes, as far as starting pitching or pitching in general goes, and then catching. So Anthony Alford at least provided a fourth outfielder to this team. You have Reynolds, you have Gamble, Marisnik, obviously, and then Alford. With Alford gone now, we're back to just three true outfielders. Marisnik shows you the value of having an actual outfielder in right field. And like you said, he won that game. Because if he wasn't in there, right? Shelton did not put him in that game. Bednar loses. Pirates lose. And it's a whole different vibe and uh, environment for that clubhouse today as well. So huge shout out to, you know, Shelton for doing the right thing, but like, what are we doing? Why, why, like my whole issue with like this whole transaction and everything too, is you, you had a Rowan Contreras on the team. This whole transaction happened because the bullpen's depleted because you can't, you you have no pitchers that can give you more than four innings pitched. Even though you had a Contreras on the team, <laughs> the bullpen's done. You had to make this move. So now you're down. You have no outfield depth again. Because you needed to have another bullpen pitcher, and in, in order to do it, you had to add him to the forty man. Because again, there is no depth. I just don't understand any of this.
1: Um. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, after that twenty-one nothing win, I was like, they're probably. I was. They, they were probably going to need a pitcher for tomorrow, just in case. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't know if they would do a position player. That that that's kind of what, what surprised me. Like I was thinking the move was going to be they're, they're going to add somebody uh, and Miguel yahore would kind of be the odd man out. They would option him. Um, and, and, you know, they'd have to, they'd have to add somebody because they don't have anybody on this 40 man, like you mentioned, and somebody would have to get DFA. I was not really expecting it to be Anthony Alford. I figured that like, if you were going to have Alford on this team, you, you were going to give him some playing time. To, to see again if you have something again i think both of us we've already kind of made up our minds on alford there's not something there and i guess the pirates decided that too uh because they only gave him one start uh <laughs> before before dfaing him so
0: so well, uh, and uh, maybe yeah, we can get there I, too I, but like what's the point I don't, of keeping on a 40-man roster if you're just going to DFA him after one start
1: I mean, I guess it's, I mean, he's not somebody who's going to get claimed. Right. So, so we were, it, so that's the other thing too. Like Anthony Alford is just going to go to Indy in a couple of days. Like don't, don't think of this as like the Anthony Alford experiment is over. We're never going to see him again. I bet we see him before the end of the year. Cause at some point we're probably going to need another outfielder and they, they you know, they're not going to add uh Smith and Jigba quite yet. I don't think, um, He's, I think the only other guy on the 40 man, I think, but that's an outfielder. So. Oh, Swaggerty. Okay. So you got those two. Um, but like neither of them are ready yet. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do there. Uh, but I, I would expect Alford to be back in Indy there. He, he's not going to, like I say, not going to get claimed. Um. It's just weird, you know, Bo Salser is the guy they call up here, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I follow the organization pretty closely. I, I like had heard of him before, they call here. <laughs> but
0: Well, there's that, yeah. Like, like, congrats to him. Like, I hate to make this, you know, negative thing, and this guy's like, son of a bitch. I just made the majors, and like, they're just shooting on the entire thing. Yeah. So, congratulations. Um, awesome. <laughs> Wearing number 69, keeping the tradition, I guess, of <laughs> every pirate person getting called up that probably shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but but right, like, I just don't understand the entire process. I don't understand the whole thinking of this whole roster construction. You know, like when it all comes down to, honestly, this all comes down to Josh Van Meter. Like why that happened, I don't know. You could have had another outfielder. You could add another pitcher. You could have another catcher that would alleviate all these issues that you're falling into already this early into the season when you have neither of them and have needed them. And yet you you added another middle infielder to give us 39 of them on this 40-man roster. I don't understand that. He's not even that good. So, again, that's, like, what it's all bubbles down to. But regardless, that was the move that was made. And there's no outfielders. And, again, like last night, showed you just how invaluable an actual person who plays outfield is. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. But, yeah, Mariznick just shows exactly why he was signed to this team. Very, very good defensively. And that throw, holy hell. I, I I don't even know how the Cubs didn't score. I mean that bloop in the right field. He comes in and he just fired it at Perez. I mean, I guess great scouting to know like no, I'm not even gonna I'm not going to attempt to send. I think it was, was it was a Contreras rounding third at that time. Yes, yes, I think you are correct. But it was him, Brown, and they pumped the brakes right away. They weren't even, like, attempting to send him. And Marisnik just fired a strike to Perez. Easily would have been out at home plate. Uh, So, again, like, just great, great defense by him. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he ran down that ball rather quickly because that had a terrible bounce. And he was hustling. He did it. He kept, like you said, kept him to, to a second base, to a double. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. Tucker... Yes. Right. I was gonna say, like Tucker. I mean, Tucker's fast, right? Like he probably could have caught up just like Mariznick did. But I don't know if Tucker plays that well enough off the wall to even be in the situation to be able to run them down. So it's like, like you said, like there's definitely a few, quite a few plays in right field that would have lost the game had Mariznick not been there. Um. So yeah, so great, great play by him. Do we want to kind of just touch on some performances from the weekend? So, I mean, we'll do the starting pitch, and we talked about Quintana a bit. Obviously, Zach Thompson, like the start before, was kind of mixed, right? We talked about him how a lot of like a lot of swing and miss stuff. The beginning, you know, some runs and some runs. The middle was really, really, really good and effective. Uh, obviously, a lot of bad defense that last start out. This this start out right. He had Kevin Newman to give him some bad defense, but he didn't look anywhere near as good as he did in Milwaukee that second start. Um, I mean, what are we starting to make of, of Zach Thompson so far? Right. <laughs> Right. And that's like a really good way of putting it. And like it's just it's kind of funny and ironic with him, right? Like, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I didn't like the move. I didn't think he's gonna amount to much, but he's on the team. Let's see what it is. And you're right, like the past two starts, you can clearly give him a pass, right? An excuse that the defense was just terrible, right? We know the one in Milwaukee was, you know, the offense I'm sorry, the defense in the outfield, and then right, this last start was the defense in the in the infield for him. So he's had very, very bad defense behind him to help enhance his bad performances, but ultimately there were still bad performances on him and his end as well. So I'm gonna give him the leash. Like they like this still this rotation we see is clearly terrible, and there's no one that it's not as if like you can get him out to put someone in, unless that's Rowan Z. Um, so so it kind of is what it is. See what he has, but like I'm not impressed by him. At this point in time, either. It just it's, it's just another guy to the mix of bad pitchers on this team. And this rotation is very, very bad. I guess this might my Debbie Downer section of this show right now, but maybe maybe it's just like this eight and eight record that's masking a lot of things right now, and like the bullpen. And when I say the bullpen, I mean like four pitchers in the bullpen that are pitching lights out right now. That's not gonna be sustainable. That's making this team 8 and 8 at this point of time. I why are we seeing talks that this team could actually be good? Has anyone looked at this rotation? You cannot be good when you have a rotation that's this bad and can't even get you through 4 innings. This can't be you can't ha- Will Crow cannot be a pitcher who throws 200 innings in middle relief. <laughs> And he's not going to do it with a zero ERA at the end of the year. <laughs> is it also fair, just to jump in here, is it also quite fair to say because the bullpen's so good, it's made the starting pitching? Because when that starting pitcher gets taken out, that guy that comes in doesn't allow, like, doesn't add on to that pitcher's earned run total. They shut him down, and therefore that starting pitcher has a little sigh of relief and says, Oh, good, thank you for cleaning up my mess. Her <laughs> pillar of strength. And it is. He's gone 5.14 and now 4.2. It is. Uh, let me. Yes, yes, three and zero. Yes, Dylan Peters, our relief pitcher, is three and zero. <laughs> yeah, we're we're yeah, yeah. It really has. And that's what I'm getting at, like, the sustainability. And by the way, so I take it back. Brubaker technically does lead in innings because of yesterday's start, although he's at, like, 15.1 in his four starts. Um, Yeah, he's not lasting long at all. (laughs) He just has one more start than everyone else. But, yes, so, like, the bullpen is such – I'm sorry, the rotation is such a weakness right now. The bullpen is such a strength. Um. Like it, it is just absolutely remarkable, and, and like you mentioned before, in the one space is like how many times can we talk about Will Crow? And I feel like we're just gonna have to keep doing it. So like Will Crow, this point of time, thirteen point one innings, still zero ERA. So mind you, again, we are we're at that ten percent like mark right for the season. He's on pace for one hundred and thirty innings. That's that's that can't happen. <laughs> you can't do that from a middle reliever, right? He he's third in the team for innings pitched. Uh, and then Dylan Peters at 10.1. Like you said, three wins so far in the season, also a zero ERA. Just it's what they're doing is just magnificent. And to maybe just keep talking, like I feel like Will Crow didn't have like his best stuff again, but he pitched. Like this dude just looks totally, totally different right now. Um, So, like, what we are seeing is he has some really, really good stuff this year. But what I'm also seeing is when he doesn't have his stuff, he's still very effective. Sure. <laughs> who cares? I, I like it. And then so again, we've talked about Crow a lot. Albeit very warranted. But I feel like someone who we haven't talked about a ton. We do mention him, but is is Bednar. And holy hell. Bednar has, I mean, yesterday just showed it too. Uh, talk about a guy who also got in trouble, but that didn't stop him from just dominating and looking at every hitter and saying, I am better than you. I'm going to attack you. Bring it.
1: He did it all series Thursday. He did it. You know, he came in and did the ending in a third struck out two batters, closed the door Friday. He comes in strikes out the side um, that that he faces Sunday comes in, gets into a little bit of an issue. There has to intentionally walk a batter, load the bases, but like just some, just absolutely huge strikeouts. strikes out the side again yesterday. So he's got 12 strikeouts now in eight innings. Uh, He's, he picked up eight strikeouts this series and three and a third innings, Uh, just overpowered hitters. And that was exactly what he did he was just like i am better than you I'm going to attack you and you're not going to hit this pitch um and and, and you saw it all weekend he dominated the one guy i'll say like he dominated Wilson Contreras yes, he did. this series <laughs> yes, I'm pretty he sure he did. i'm pretty sure he faced them three times and just struck him out swinging on fastballs all three times Contreras just could not touch him. Uh and in yesterday, I think it was that moment where it was second and third. Contreras was up mm-hmm. and everybody was just like, Why aren't we walking him? Like, like put him on base, put him on base. And instead, he just went like fastball, 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 <laughs> and just blew it by him. And it's like, Okay, don't put him on base. That'll do. Um, yeah. Uh, what a, what a performance by Bednar, the whole series, but in particular yesterday, just that's a that that is a big boy inning right there that he put together and what a save like like if you look like I mean saves sometimes are like bad stats to look at but he earned that save yesterday he
0: did he did and yes mm-hmm. thanks thanks to Marisnik as well like he helped them out there mm-hmm. definitely a team effort of that but like as mentioned you know he he gave up some bloops which were good pitches too like I feel like the Who did he jam? It wasn't Suzuki. Suzuki was was the one who got that little bloop double over Yoshi. Then there you go. Like that was a really good pitch too. He just got it and it blooped in there, but like it didn't bother him. It's not like he just, he imploded, you know, he just kept going and kept attacking. And I just, he just looks so good. Like he, he shows the part. You know, I think you were coming in and seeing like last year wasn't like some fluke or whatever. Like this guy is legit. And he was using the situation. He was used three times this weekend, right? So obviously yeah. twice in the earlier innings. This time he came in for the actual save situation, shut it down. So every every time he's been in too, it's been a crucial part. Like this wasn't just an easy save. Like he wasn't just in there to get some innings in or whatever. He was used three times this weekend, and all three of were very, very crucial spot into the game. And shut it down. So Bednar just adding as well to this success in the bullpen just looks fantastic. He looks so filled. and of mm-hmm. course we all know what and saw what happened after the game. Yeah, he he's got yeah. that closest mentality. I think it's safe to say. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. He's uh, crazy. He, he's per- he's just perfect for this team. Like you know, the fact that he's from he's from Pittsburgh and he's. He is like that dude. Like he is, he is good. He kind of reminds me of he a little bit. Like if I'm like comparing him to like Pirates closers of the past, he he kind of gives me like, kind of gives me like Matt Caps vibes, but like with like an angry Matt Caps, <laughs> like a, like an angry Matt Caps who just wants to like kill you. That's <laughs> yes. That's kind of what he reminds me of a little bit. He clearly wants to kill you, and that's what I love so much about it.
0: Like he wants to kill you. If we could just get a little yeah. bit of that, right? Like we talk about, like in the whole Mitch Keller, like that—that's what, like that, was been missing out of Mitch Keller. And Benar has that for days, <laughs> and that's what I loved so much mm-hmm. at the game. And if people that are like listening to this don't even know what I'm saying, if you saw after the game, right, all the teammates were coming, what he was saying to every teammate. About F them, F them, the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, he was I mean, just like F them, A professional F them. Like, player in the, in the, <laughs> is taking this in quite the, personally.
1: Yeah. In the handshake line, it was it was excellent. Yeah. Right. Oh well.
0: So yes, the bullpen once again pulls through, basically gives the, the wins for the pirates. Offensively, if we want to touch up on this for the last few minutes, um, any other things stand out that we haven't touched on?
1: Um, Key Brian Hayes still looks great. Like the the power still hasn't come yet. He hasn't homered yet, but he you know, laced a double yesterday. He's he's hitting extra base hits. He's got five doubles now on the year. He's getting on base. OBP over four hundred. Uh, I I really like what we're seeing out of Key Brian Hayes offensively. If he can just like. If he got, if he can just get some air under those balls. Like, he's yes. just going to be, he's going to be so good. He's going to be so good. Um, but right now, still hitting the ball hard, hitting the ball hard, getting the ball, uh, get, getting the extra base hits, getting on base. He's, he's, he's looked very good. On the flip side, Brian Reynolds is completely lost. I, I again, I, I'm, I'm nowhere near like, to the point where like I'm worried about Brian like I'm not worried about Brian Reynolds long term right now but he is completely lost up there he is drawing a few walks you know every now and then but he he's like not even hitting the ball at the infield at this point like every time if he does get get the bat on the ball it's weak contact and a lot of times it's just he's striking out he looks uncomfortable the one thing I've noticed the series, too, with him is just a lot of check swings. So it's like he's not he's, he's just not seeing the ball well. Like he absolutely is. I, I've I've never seen him check swing as many times as I have in the past like week or so. It's like he's not confident up there. He's not attacking the baseball. He's not seeing it well out of the pitcher's hands, whatever it is. It's just not in a in a good rhythm right now. Uh, and hopefully he can kind of knock himself out of that and, and get back into it. Cause this team, this team needs Brian Reynolds to be, to be good. Plain and simple.
0: Yes. Very
1: long-term too. <laughs> they need him to be good, but I'm with yeah. you
0: too. Like I'm yeah. not worried about him in the sense of yeah. like Kevin Newmanish. Like this guy just isn't good. He's good. But like that's the thing too. He just looks completely lost. And I think that's what makes mm-hmm. me feel, you know, more confident that he'll turn it back around. Because he's just not. And you're talking about the check swings too. And I'm also talking about the times where like a ball just goes right down the middle of the plate and he doesn't even swing at it. Like he just lets it go past him for strike three. And it's what are you doing, Brian Reynolds? Like this isn't Brian Reynolds. So mentally, this seems more something to me of like he's just not seeing it. I don't know what's going on. I know we had a day off, you know, Sunday, obviously, because Brian Hayes and Reynolds both had a day off. Past Sunday, I should say, not this last one. So I don't know, maybe a day off is coming for him. Get your mind right. Come back. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you can work through it. But, yes, I'm a little worried short-term right now that something's not right with Brian Reynolds, but he can definitely turn it around. And, yes, with Cabrian Hayes, still looking great. Like, you talk about StatCast pages. We talk about the red, right? Everything for Cabrian Hayes is red except for the barrel percentage, which is simply just because he's doing everything great. He just needs more lift. Uh, And if that happens, then you're probably seeing more home runs, right? You're seeing more of the power categories. So I like everything from Brian Hayes as well, and then everyone else is just kind of there. Basically. I'll hand it this like again, like Roberto Perez. Yeah. He has been, he has been good. Like, I got to hand it to him as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, he had a very good series, a
0: series too. Yeah, yep. What he's doing with the pitching staff, what he's doing offensively, has been very good.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been a well above average hitter up to this point, which you were not expecting that. So you're expecting good defense, which seems like he has provided. Um, He's handled, handled the staff well, and he is getting some nice, putting some nice at bats together. So I I don't know how long he'll, he'll be doing that. Like we'll see offensively, you know, if, if this is real or not, I mean, he's capable of, he's done it before. Like he's put together a couple good offensive seasons. So, he's he's shown that he can he can do it is this going to be one of those years where he can do it, it can go a long way for sure very much
0: so all right so we'll wrap this up this was starbucks pirates do play tomorrow right not tonight but tomorrow at eight thirty-five first brewers
1: so can see catch again <laughs> Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Off today. Uh, Yeah. Milwaukee series tomorrow. Yep. Sounds
0: good. So with that said, we will see you guys later. Bye bye.
1: See you guys.